0: Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. <laughs>
1: Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome wherever you may be. You found Business Buzz. We're all about putting the buzz back into your business. I'm your host, Frank Hellring, and we're coming to you live, prime time, on the Voice America Business Network channel. And Business Buzz is brought to you today by Moda Business Solutions. They're a company out there that have resources that make sense. You know, the reason why Moda actually came into being is because small businesses have been hit hard by COVID-19 so they need resources to be able to cut operation costs and to accelerate their marketing. You can reach Moda at 858-251-4640 or simply go to their website at modabusinesssolutions.com. To contact business buzz directly, you can call us toll free at 877-3-NOWBUZZ. That's 877 number 3 N O W B U Z or email us at info@ at businessbuzz.com. That's spelled B I dot com. Now there's a shout out going out right now to our philanthropic charity up there in the wonderful state of Washington. Chaplain Joseph Heron, I hope you're listening in today and all of your backup and resources. Cookies to Cops. That's spelled cookies. T-O-C-O-P-S dot com. That's an initiative right now to bless first offenders, EMTs, firefighters out there. And we are fastly working to put together another initiative known as Adopt to Cop. That's going to be a small business initiative. It's already been approved by the board of Cookies to Cops. And we're going to be putting it out there to you small business owners out there to turn around and get out there and bless and thank your first defenders, your EMTs, your firefighters, because they're protecting your business. Also, another reminder, Voice America is in the process, and I'm going to be talking about this when I go back on my D.C. trip next week to put up a channel, a network for Chambers of Commerce. That's in the works right now. So if you're a Chamber of Commerce out there right now and you want to expand your brand, and elevate your reach. You need to get in touch with us right now. Also, a shout-out to 150 businesses up in the city of Fresno who came together a couple of weeks ago in unity under one roof and stated that they're going to be opening up across the board 150 businesses in the city of Fresno. I'm looking forward to interviewing you on my show real soon. Also, a nice shout-out to a gentleman that I met yesterday, Jimmy Fasano of Your Chamber Connection. He's out here in the city of Yorba Linda where I have my business, and he's lighting it up with the membership drive of the Yorba Linda Chamber of Commerce. And I'll tell you something, they got 30 brand new members yesterday in just a few hours. So Jimmy, you're getting it done. You're getting it done for small business and for chambers of commerce. Well, you know, this show today is entitled Yorba Station Merchants Speak Out. Well, I just happen to be a Yorba Station merchant. My wife and I, we started a business back in April of 2013 called Allure Metastetics. My wife had a background of 27 years as a clinical nurse in the incredible hospital world and she just got tired of the politics and all the long hours and she said you know what i want to be a beautification specialist so we started a lawyer metasthetics and it just absolutely grew and blossomed we have over 1500 clients and then all of a sudden march 3rd 2020 hit us like a ton of bricks and we were told to go home shut the door and be by ourselves. Let me tell you something. You shut down a business for three months, you have cut off its lifeblood. You cut off contacts to our clients, you cut off our lifeblood, which is our cash flow, and we just came up July the 1st, and believe it or not, we are in the recovery and rejuvenate mode as we speak. Our clients are coming back to us in droves right now because they know if you know anything about beautification and women who get Botox, they look in that you know that uh, beauty mirror of theirs and they go, "Whoa!" Got to call Rhoda. But the bottom line here is that we're talking about change. The business at Allure is not the same as it was that we opened in April of 2013. Uh, we no longer have any full-time employees. Our employees are now part-time. A lot of that's been done because of the regulations that are now in the offing in the state of California. And we're going to talk about that today in depth with a lot of business owners that I've got on the line with me today. As a matter of fact, we're going to start off with an incredible man by the name of Matt Hartman. Matt is the CEO, master broker of EXP Realty in Yorba Linda, California. You know why I know who he is? Because he's got the biggest building in the complex. He's right across the way from me. He's got an extensive background in real estate, recently moved his entire operations to the Orbit Station Mall, and occupies the largest leasehold in the shopping mall complex. Matt's the CEO that keeps on top of his operations and is ear to the ground of potential impediments or regulatory actions that could be detrimental to his company's future. Matt Hartman, welcome to Business Buzz.
2: Thank you, Frank. Good to be here. Hey,
1: we're glad to have you today, Matt. Matt, I'll tell you what, you're a mover and shaker. I mean, the time you and I spent together in your conference room in that beautiful facility you got over there, uh, I was incredibly impressed, not only with your background of real estate, but basically in business. Tell me all about it. How did eXp come together? How's Matt Hartman, you know, getting it done in your Belinda and real estate?
2: Sure. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we were um, just until a few months ago, we we're a REMAX uh, franchise and I had three offices, Brea, Fullerton and your Belinda. And uh, when, when COVID hit, Um, you know, we, we, I couldn't pretend to have as much hardship as a lot of the other restaurants and more retail shops because with real estate, we only had about a month of really shut down where they um, told told us we couldn't conduct business. And then we were uh, categorized as essential um, workers. So we were able to get back out there and sort of conduct business. It was still tough, but, uh, but at that time, it made a lot of brokers like myself kind of rethink what we were going to look like after this. And and I think that for me, it was tough as far as we were in growth mode. So um, we were, you know, growing and expanding. And then 2020 was that year where we kind of had arrived and really were looking strong. And then it kind of just stopped us dead in our tracks and was 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 a hard hit. Um, but what we did was we decided to consolidate into the orbit station and we did keep a small satellite office in Fullerton, but what we did is we moved out of the franchise system and we ended up going with a, a company that we're going to, that's more conducive to work from anywhere ethos. It's more conducive to agents working from home and having a more online platform delivered to them.
1: I so see, You don't just do. service the Yorba Linda area, right? You, you've got a far reach and far in your… In your in right, your because many of
2: our, we have 100 plus agents in our team and, and um, you know, they a lot of them work by referral. So, a lot of them work all over Southern California, even as far as down as San Diego, um, because they get referred business when they go where the business takes them. So while we do have some agents that do focus in geographical areas, we have a lot of agents who are very focused in your Belinda and do very well. Likewise, Brea, Placentia, Fullerton. The, the, a lot of most of our agents do work all over Southern California.
1: That's amazing. You know, real estate, probably more fortunes have been made in real estate in California probably than any other, you know, venture as far as people even, uh, you know, basically house to house, right, or doing houses on weekends or whatever the case may be. Let me ask you a question. How have you seen real estate change since March of 2020?
2: Well, I think the the initial hit was we saw a huge cliff, you know, off of of her inventory. We saw no homes selling, no homes transacting, no homes coming on the market. So, it was that Classic, what we talked about the V shape now, luckily we've come back up. But what we've seen is lasting changes that agents have to work harder because showing properties is a little more challenging. You have to sign out what we call a PED form, which is essentially a disclosure saying we haven't been in contact with the virus. We have not, you know, been feeling sick, that sort of thing. Before we show a home, we have to fill it out for each property and it has to be vetted by the listing agent. And so there's a lot more logistics. You might, you know, show five or six homes and you got to fill out a separate home for each one of those. And agents who have two or three or four clients are showing on the weekend. It's just a lot of paperwork just to even get into a house to see. So that's been challenging for a lot of our agents, um, just as far as the workload that's been shifted. And then we see that a lot of sellers are concerned about people coming through their homes. So we see a very tight inventory. So we see really low inventory across the board, not a lot of homes for sale. So while home sales are actually staying pretty consistent from what we saw before COVID, um, it's, it's pretty much absorbing every single listing, right? So it's, 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 uh, it's just a very tight market. There's not as much uh, homes for sale. So a lot of homes are having bidding wars where you see 20 or 30 offers uh, bidding up the price. People are paying 30, 40, 50,000 over the ASCII price and removing their appraisal contingency. So it's, it's just a very interesting market to be working in right now. It's very challenging if you have buyers.
1: Yeah. You know, Matt, uh, I I come from the baby boomer generation, right? So I remember when Prime was like 17, 18%. Now you've got interest rates that are pretty doggone competitive out there, right? But yeah. you've got you've got a, a a you know a a mix coming up as far as uh, emerging, I guess, of, of our population, right, between Y Gens and Gen Xers and, and millennials and different things like that, which are your future customers, right? Sure. How do you see that's gonna happen as far as your neck of the woods? Uh, with the way they're basically conducting their lives right now.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's to be determined as far as how COVID is going to affect the millennial generation. What we did see was at first there was a fear that millennials didn't value home ownership, right? There was a kind of a thought that they were more of an access is better than ownership generation. But, um, but what we found is that they actually were interested in buying homes and they were actually buying homes at higher price points than previous generations as far as the what you call a starter home. And what was driving that was one was that the baby boomers had done pretty well financially in this last four or five years with, you know, their investments and and retiring. So they were actually lending the down payment to these millennial children and they were buying, you know, seven or $800,000 homes versus like the four or $500,000 homes that were being bought in the prior markets by the Gen X and Gen Y, you know, Gen X generation. So um, so we saw that was one thing. And then also a lot of millennials are actually pretty smart savers. They, they're much better savers than the prior generations because I think they saw what happened in the last downturn uh, and they saw their parents losing their homes. They saw people having financial uh, crisis like they have no one's seen in generations, right? So I think that they're actually pretty good saving generation. So they have a lot of money saved. And so, so now with COVID, We're going to see what happens there, like how that shifts their behavior. I think that, um, you know, it's definitely um, a lot of people are shopping for homes online now. We've seen a lot of companies come in that are trying to uh, really be top of funnel to the consumer from online and trying to get more of that transaction uh, interaction with the client. So taking them from not only capturing their leads online, but actually taking them to buy the homes and, and cutting out the traditional real estate agent. And so that's kind of to be seen as far as how that's going to, you know, change our profession. But uh, but you know overall I think millennials are buying homes and, and are, are are valuing home ownership, so uh, so we'll see. Well,
1: that's good to hear because I was hearing the opposite out there. I mean, you know, in my you know generation, I start out an apartment, right? Have a couple of kids, and then move into your first home, and then jump off that and leapfrog into what you want to eventually live in. Which I live in a beautiful golf course home here that's paid for in Mission Viejo, sure. and you know, you arrived, right? Okay. But what i'm hearing millennials they'd like to live in a 900 square foot cracker box and then turn around and travel the world they're the number one purchaser in recreational travel right and even that's <laughs> shut down right now so i mean talk about frustration right
2: <laughs> yeah no absolutely i
1: i think that they're, they've are they gotten
2: back from those travels and they're ready to settle down i think that's the kind of the you know the, the, what i'm seeing um i do i do agree though that they don't need as much space right um you know i think that if you look at you know, the, from the 1950s building of houses, you saw, you know, 800 to 1,200 square foot houses, and that was plenty, no master bedrooms. And then you saw kind of that change. And now we've got these huge spreads of, you know, you know, five or six bathrooms and houses and that sort of thing, which would be unheard of back then. And I think that maybe millennials are pulling that back a little bit, saying we don't need as much of that. We don't need to have the huge uh, 4,000 square foot homes. But I do think that they, like all of us, they want comfort. They want a good place for their kids to live. And I, I think they like the stability like anybody else of having a home and, and, and what that brings. So I don't see that, that being a problem or an issue for homeownership rates. Um, I know we have seen a decline in homeownership rates after the last recession. People lost homes. We haven't climbed back up to the homeownership rate that we were at before. But I think that, that we'll see that climbing in the next you know, following years, especially with COVID. I do think that people do want to have a place where they can feel stable since they're not going to work and they're working from home. I think they, we've seen a lot of pull homes are hot right now because people want to have a home they can rec- have recreation in because they're stuck at home. They're not traveling. So I think that's kind of shifted some mentality there, too. So I think that COVID might actually shift people more to want to own homes. Yeah, um,
1: you bet. You know, Matt, you and I had a conversation in your conference room over there and you indicated to me that there are storm clouds on the horizon with a little proposition called 15 out there that's in the offing and right. our uh, upcoming election and whatnot. You want to kind of hit that a little bit because uh, it's got far reaching implications for small business, doesn't it?
2: Correct. Yeah. So Prop 13, you know, many years ago, allowed us to have a very good property tax across the board, about 1%, give or take. A little over most of the time, but about one percent, and so um, which was which was great. But they also allowed, which is even better, was they allowed you to not have your property tax basis, like the actual value of property, reassessed every year. So what it would do is it would cap it at about two percent per year. So what they're doing right now is that they are um, they're proposing that they um, roll back roll that back for commercial buildings where combined value of uh, an owner's uh, commercial buildings are three million or more. And what they allow is actually to reassess it every few years at its actual current market value. So there's no more cap. So you can imagine if someone's owned a commercial building, which many of them here in Orange County have been owned for 30, 40 years. You can imagine the value of that building might go up by 10x. Um, so now their taxes have actually multiplied by a factor of 10. And um, which, you know, a lot of people say, well, that's okay. They're commercial building owners. They can, they can afford that, Right. But what people don't know is that the triple net leases, which a lot of leases for retail space, for restaurants, those triple net leases actually pass the taxes directly onto the tenant. So that means the small business owner is the person that's going to shoulder that tax burden. So if you're in a commercial building like ours, for instance, which are mostly triple net leases, our building owner has owned their building for quite a while. So when it's reassessed by this proposition, if it passes, our our rents, effective rents will actually go up by quite you know, quite considerably. And, um, and I think that most people on the proponent side of the bill are saying that's a false argument and maybe even has some research studies that have come out and said it has minimal impact on small businesses. But I've read those and they really gloss over the idea of triple net. They mention it, but then they kind of say, we don't see that as happening. But there's no research or real profound <laughs> or meaningful you know, calculations or data sets that really show why they think that it just says we don't think so. It doesn't back it up with any sort of substantial, um, you know, metrics or any kind of study research because it's never been done before. We've never had this kind of an increase in taxes on commercial building owners to know what's going to be the impact.
1: So, yeah, I mean, you're hitting, you're hitting on all cylinders here because it says Prop 15 to propose split roll tax on commercial property. Big corporate owners would bear the brunt, right? But opponents argue they're just going to pass on the cost. So, you know, pass it through, you know, come on, well, yeah. Well, th- well, that's that's different.
2: Passing through is. You're right. I mean, that that's kind of the trickle down idea. But what, what and that's like in an office building. In an office building, those leases are already set in place, and those people are probably going to be okay because those those office buildings are usually gross leases. But in in strip malls and the places where restaurants are and that sort of thing, those are triple net leases where it's already written in their lease that those taxes are actually payable by the tenant. So there's no need for the business owner or the commercial building owner to pass it on. It's passed on by the lease already. Yep. So that's, that's and, um, and then also even in gross leases and net leases, as they call them, there's still ways for that owner to sometimes in the in the building charges to come back and re- recoup that from the business owner. So and I hate
1: to cut you off, but we're moving towards a break right now. The engineer's okay, kind of sure. buzzing in my ear. We got Lori Davis coming on in the second half and whatnot. He's going to mix it up with you on Prop 15. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to the Business Buzz with Frank Elring live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you by Modus Business Solutions. And we'll be right back to put more buzz in your business.
0: We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and business watch can take your message and company further again give us a call at eight seven seven three 3 now buzz 877 9289
3: Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858 251 468 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com
0: Listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 866 472 5790 Again, that's one 866 472 5790 Or send Frank an email at infobusinessbuzz.com. At that's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S-Buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey,
1: welcome back. You're on with Frank Kellering and Business Buzz. We had an incredible first half of this show with Matt Harvin. Now we're going to move on to another Yorba Station merchant. Christine Travato owns a wonderful company out there in Yorba Linden, known as Fuzzy Friends Pet Spa. Boy, I'll tell you, it's definitely amazing. Pardon me?
4: Furry Friends Pet Spa.
1: Oh, Furry Friends Pet Spa. I'm sorry, Christine. No worries. uh, That's what happens at 68. You get those little lapses you know in memory. Christine and her husband John own the Furry Friends Pet Spa in Yorba Linda. Christine's a very eloquent and small business person and very outspoken on the issues that will affect her business along with the far-reaching impending regulations that could upend her company's future. Christine Travato welcome to Business Buzz. Thank you. You're welcome. Christine tell me all about that wonderful business out in Yorba Linda. How long you been with Yorba Station and uh, what's going on? I've been
4: uh, with Yorba Station since 2016, but we've been in business in the area since uh, 1997.
1: Wow. So you've been around quite a while in that neck of the woods.
4: Yes. I started off over by uh, the Canyon Inn, and then we moved over to uh, Anaheim just down the street, and then we moved back to Yorba Linda to Yorba Station.
1: Always expanding, I assume
4: always expanding always improving and we have definitely evolved into um something i'm very proud of
1: let me ask you a question christine uh pre-covid right is kind of how i look at small businesses today and post-covid uh what did what did furry friends uh look like pre-covid
4: we were actually a pretty large grooming shop um considering we had built up over the years we had 15 employees And um, we were booming and we were just doing great. Seven days a week. We were open seven days a week and we had 15 employees and then COVID hit and we dropped down to five and we lost about 80% of our business in the first month. And then we were still allowed to stay open with some real strict restrictions, but it was really hard hit. And then... We, we were luckier than some of the other businesses that had to completely shut down, but it still affected us and the employees. And so it's been a struggle. As the months went by, we gained up, back up to 30% or 40% then 30%, And but we're still not able to, because of the COVID restrictions, we're still not able to have a full complete staff to handle the business that we have. Well, that still takes effect. Because if you know, we had to cut days. Um, we're uh, we just now went and opened it again on Mondays, but we're still closed Sundays now. So it's it's been a struggle.
1: My goodness, but you're still surviving, right? Surviving
4: um, is a good term of it, yeah. And then with all the everything else that's going on in the world that's been affecting um, the business, uh, we've had to cut a couple of days because of the protests, and so it's been a struggle. And then it just seems like it's not just COVID. It just seems like we're getting hit with other things. And then the mandates that the governor is putting on small businesses is really going to affect the long term. I've I've been through, um, I've been grooming since 1988. I worked in a um, recession and survived it. And this is not like anything I have ever worked in before. And then to keep getting hit with things that are going to strongly affect a small business, big business, any business. And it's not just the business itself that's going to affect, it's going to be the people that work for us that's going to affect.
1: You're yeah, going you to talk about that a little bit. You have a big concern over what Governor Newsom just signed, which is a rehash of the Family Medical Leave Act, which was passed in 1993, rolling it back to five employees in the state of California. You just mentioned to me you had 15 employees. Now you're down to five. But, boy, you're still in the zone, aren't you?
4: Yeah. And then the um, the thing is, is come January, if it really does go into effect, I'm, I, I'm not going to be able to afford somebody to take. I thought it was 12 weeks, 12 weeks off and then have to pay them for it. And so it's going to be another hit. And honestly, we built up this business to handle a large staff and now I'm going to have to cut down. Well, then I'm going to have to downsize or go out of business. It's going to it's going to strongly affect, but it's not just my business it's affecting, it's all businesses and it's the employees.
1: Absolutely. You know, when you, you sit in a situation like this, especially you know, with a COVID-19 or even without a COVID-19, you've either got to reduce your expenses, right, or increase sales. And right now, we got a gal on with you, Claudia Weedle. Claudia Weedle is a very proactive member of the Yorba Linda business community. She's a media market manager and publisher of a local publication It finds its way to the front doors of consumers with an interesting twist or a feature story centered around a business, family, or a person. That is community-centric. Small businesses support her efforts, and she's adept in communications from both sides of the fence for both the merchant and the consumer. Claudia supports your local chamber of commerce. I saw her out there doing it yesterday. Claudia Weedle, how you doing? Welcome to Business Buzz.
5: Thank you, Frank. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Really nice to have you on the show. Listen, you had an opportunity to sit there and listen to a couple of businesses. One real estate, the other in, you know, basically a storefront business that uh, is really going through some struggles right now. Now, you basically have a... You know, a handle on what's going on in the consumerism aspect because your publication goes out to all those wonderful front doors in Jorba right? That's correct. What do you see happening out there?
5: Um, what I'm, what we're seeing in our industry is that um, people are home more, right? And they're looking around. There's certain businesses that have been impacted actually quite positively by COVID. Um, you know, home remodeling, right? Um, those clients of mine are so busy because people are stuck at home and they're looking around, um, and there's um, and and they're wanting to fix their homes. Um, you know, real estate is is you know doing really really well, growing tremendously. Um, the mortgage industry, you know, um, so there's certain businesses that have actually um, benefited from COVID, but then there's so many others that have not. You know, we've also you know we've lost a few sponsors that have gone out of business, some restaurants you know, some um, gyms. Um, But at the same time, we've been adding and we've been growing. And it's because people are home and they're reading our magazines more than ever. You know, normally when the market um, is good, we have an 89% open rate, which is phenomenal in print. And it's because we put a family on the cover. It's your neighbor. It's somebody that you recognize. It's somebody that you know. You know, they walk their uh, their dog in front of your house, or you recognize them from the school that your kids go to. Um, so but now, with people being home and working from home, uh, our open rate is even higher um, because people really are also rallying around their communities and they're really supporting their business, their small businesses. It's been amazing to see in your blenda the support that um, the residents have given back to small businesses. You know, you see all these posts on social media, go see this restaurant, go visit this place, give them business and support them to keep them open. And that's just been so wonderful, really, to see um, people rally around uh, small businesses in their communities because they want to see them succeed.
1: Exactly. Claudia, you know, we we came up with three R's on this show uh, for small businesses. The first R was Recover. The second R was rejuvenate. And the third is return to profitability, right? Sounds to me like you might have a formula out there that might have small businesses interest at this point, uh, especially in that rejuvenation point, because that rejuvenation point is they're going to have to start taking a look at different ways of marketing their company. You know, you can't run around the same box. You got to jump out of that box, probably look back, not even see that box. How does best version media kind of fit into that mold?
5: Well, we are really, really unique in that we combine uh, print with digital. So we have a way to get your business seen, not just in print. And if you're going to do print, ours is by far the best way to do print. But then when you combine the digital aspect where we do social media ads in conjunction with the print so that the residents are seeing Um, how you support the publication. It's a community publication. They're seeing your ad in there, and then they're seeing your message on their social media. So they're seeing it on their Facebook page or their Instagram page or their Google page. And so then we have that two-touch product that is able to really get you seen um, like a super, in a supercharged way. Um, And so so we're doing that, and also because we're getting the community involved. With our publication, the residents contribute, and they can write for the magazine. So not only is it a publication that is for them, it's also by them, because they can write for the magazine. Um and well, about-
0: sounds like a
1: printed media publication on steroids, to yeah, some degree. Okay, the
5: Facebook of print media. That That's is what great.
1: That's great, because we all know the printed media is kind of going the way of the dodo, to some, to some degree. Okay. You know, you've got Matt Hartman on here with you, Claudia. You've got Christine Travado. You know, Christine's a storefront business and whatnot, Uh, sidewalk, you know, walk ins, different things like that. Matt's out here with hundreds of real estate agents. How do you see, you know, these kind of uh, businesses and whatnot saddling up along with what you do?
5: Well um, you know in this day and age right with the challenges that we have we've got to think outside the box um, business owners have to kind of think outside the box and try something different that they haven't done before um, because things have changed and with um, with the way that people are being home more um, you know I think they should definitely consider um, doing some sort of a publication like ours that is hitting families that is targeting um, the community um, and really we're all about bringing and connecting consumers with small businesses. That is really our mission: is bringing people together. And so, um, with the way that we're doing things these days, um, I think it's definitely be something worthwhile for them to take a look at what we're doing out there and to promote um, their business to the, the your Belinda resident and to you know the consumers. And especially because you're Belinda, um, I mean, I just love our community. But it seems like people in our community really care about their small businesses and about their community and they're willing to 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 give back and to put their money where their mouth is and i've been seeing that over and over again and it's really encouraging
1: well i can tell you this i mean i own a small business as i said at the beginning of the show in the same complex that matt and christine find themselves and when you know covid happened you could literally shoot a howitzer either way down in front of my store and not hit a parked car Okay, and in ways today, it kind of seems to be a little bit that way as well. And we are a sidewalk mall, right? We're dependent upon traffic coming through those doors. So to sit there and slam us with something like this really, really put the hurt on. You know, as you've heard from uh, Christina and whatnot. I mean, fifteen employees down to five. Matt's, you know, over here basically, you know, kind of you know revamping and whatnot his platform. Things are going the direction and whatnot of change. You agree?
5: Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Things have changed, and we have to shift and we have to pivot. Otherwise, we'll end up like the dodo bird.
1: You know, it's funny you say that because uh, when I did my uh, show with uh, the Netflix stars and whatnot, the guy that uh, was one of the part of the stars, he actually wrote a book called Pivot, which is a New York best selling book <laughs> and whatnot. And little did he know five years in advance how valuable that word was going to be today. You know, uh, Christine, are you still out there, Christine? Yes. Christine, yes. Christine, let me ask you a question. You go to work each and every day. You see the other merchants around you there in Yorba Station. You see what they're going through. How does that make you feel? It's awful.
4: Um, Like you said, that you can see parked cars. One of the reasons why I moved to this um, this center was because it had a bigger parking area than the previous spot I was at. And... um, even then, it gets so crowded with this bigger parking lot that I wouldn't be able to park my car to go to work. And then now it's basically been a ghost town for months. And a lot of the businesses next to me are closed, uh, not able to open. We have a couple of gyms in here, a yoga place, uh, the hair salons. They haven't been able to, to open. If they are open, they're not at full capacity like me. Um, just to clarify, I am up to, we just hired some employees, so I'm now up to nine, but it's still not where I need to be to be back where I was.
1: You know, it's interesting. You know, you told me that the yoga place right next door to you over there has been slammed really since the beginning of March, correct?
4: Oh, she hasn't been able to open her doors. And, um, it's, it's, it's awful. A really hardworking, nice lady, owns the place, and, um... It's it's heartbreaking, and then the hairdressers, um, they got hit really hard, and um, a couple of them are my clients. And to hear some of their stories, it's just been heart wrenching. Now they're up and running, but not they're only allowed like one customer at a time. And so they would have, if you ever went into before COVID into their salon, they would have rows of hairdressers working, and now there's just one person in there doing one person at a time. How can you pay rent like that? And it's just,
1: it's. Let me ask you a question. Uh, you know, we got the holidays coming up Christmas, right? Yeah, it's the what biggest you, time for me. What do you think Christmas is going to look like this year? You know, and the reason I said that is because right now I'm talking to the Brand Chamber of Commerce and the Orbelinda Chamber of Commerce. I'm putting on together what I turn to be a Hollywood holiday. We're going to bring Voice America out there, do a red carpet, bring in a couple of screen actor guilds. Uh, stars and whatnot, really light it up as far as doing interviews with small businesses, doing professional MP4s uh, for their business that they can apply on their websites, but most importantly, put a buzz out to that community so they can bring those dogs and cats and parakeets and everything down to furry friends. What do you think, Christine? Cat spot. (laughs) I I think we need to do that, right? Yes. Absolutely. So do me a favor, pick up the phone, call the city of Brea, call the city of Yorba and tell them as a business that you want to have Voice America in the community because it makes all the sense in the world. If we can put a buzz out there into that community, what do you think, Claudia? Can we get some of these consumers to come in and start shopping local?
5: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, I see it every day, you know, people every day, you know, recommending their favorite businesses and it's just wonderful. And our publication does exactly that as well, but on steroids. Yeah,
1: Matt, you got a hundred real estate agents out there, right? Right. You think if we start putting some kind of a digital kind of a flyer on, on cell phones and firing it out to their clientele, we might be able to get some people down there?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, Christmas time really concerns me big time this year and whatnot, because, I mean, look at all the stores that just haven't reopened, you know, and everybody's shopping on Amazon, eBay, Alibaba, and whatnot. And meanwhile, small businesses are really, really hurting out there right now. And Christmas could be a huge boost for everybody. Matt, Prop 15, think it's gonna pass?
2: Uh, You know what, I would guess it would. I think that people like the idea of getting more money to schools. So I think that uh, there's a good chance it will. And I don't hear a very strong oppositional voice Or accurately representing it, so yeah, I think it would. Well,
1: we're going to mix it up in the next segment. We're going to move on to a break here. We got some incredible guests. I got Matt Hartman. I got Claudia Widow. I got Christine Travato. I got a couple of guests coming up on our second half. They're going to be absolutely unbelievable. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to the Business Buzz with Frank Ellering live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you by Moda Business Solutions. And we're going to be right back with more buzz for your business.
0: We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at eight seven seven three 3 now buzz 877 9289
3: Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858 251 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com
0: Things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? Hey, welcome back now on
1: Business Watch. This is your opportunity to call in live and mix it up with me and my incredible guests. All you have to do is dial 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. And you can be on live on Business Watch. Well, you know... I've got some incredible guests with me. It's almost like being in a conference room. There's three watchwords that we have on this show, meet, collaborate, and grow. Meet basically is we like each other. I think we got past that. The second one is collaborate, which is intellectual property. Intellectual property is where you put the fits together and you kind of find out if you even want to do business together, right? And then the third thing is grow. You've got to have some kind of a modus operandi, some kind of mechanism, some kind of way to turn a profit. Listen, Matt, Listen, Claudia, listen, Laurie. let me ask you a question. You guys see a little bit of collaborative that happened on the front end of this show? What do you think? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Cool. I love it because we're all about not just putting out information. We're all about doing business on this show. Hey, my engineer is telling me we got a call in out there. Dave Durand. Dave Durand of Best Version Media, son of a gun. Claudia's boss. Wow. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Welcome to Business Watch. Hey
6: Frank, it's great to be with you. And yes, by the way, Claudia, she's one of our top performers. It's great that she's on the show and doing the great work of BVM. We're really proud to have her as a publisher.
1: That's really great. You know, with the printed media today, Dave, obviously people are saying, "Well, it's going the way of the dodo." Okay, what makes you different? You obviously are lighting it up out there in the in the community.
6: Yeah, you know, we founded in two thousand and seven, and it was actually the worst time to sell advertising since the Great Depression. And everybody was running away from print like it was a burning building. I remember when we. First, started the business, and I told somebody about it. They said, "Oh, a print company, good idea. What are you going to do next? Open a VCR company?" But <laughs> we noticed, frankly speaking, that that people were missing something. They were running from print the wrong way. They were giving their material away online, and there was a different type of um, usability of print. So we we're new print actually, and we're we've been one of the fastest-growing privately held media companies of any type, digital or anything. Uh, you know, since we started, because it's really about engagement. If you make it interesting, which is what we've done, we have a micro-targeted method, which means that people who are going to read our magazines are going to be familiar with the content on an intimate basis. So it's kind of like, um, you know, it's, it's like somebody whispering to you, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? And you're like, I got to know. So we've been considered the Facebook of print media because we have local print kind of in a Facebook format. We're, we're, we're nothing like Facebook in, the, in the, the true sense. It's a metaphor, but that's what's worked for us.
1: You know, it's interesting, Dave, is that the whole world is moving towards virtual, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you got to move that way in the marketing. And, of course, this little hot little thing we hold in our hands called the smartphone, right? Yeah. Would you agree with me business has got to get there?
6: Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the other thing, too, is like, like some people say, oh, you're a print company. Mm-hmm. No, we're actually a results company. Uh, we use print the way we do because it's the most effective thing for smaller local advertisers. but. We have uh, digital products that we sell. We just launched something called BBM Sports. It's a great app and website, which is all digital. Uh, and it's, you know what we call from peewee to pro, from local to international. It's the only place where you can get articles about local kids. You can even submit your own articles. So these kids that aren't getting recognized, will be recognized, or even the, the seniors that are playing uh, pickleball or the local karate kid that just passed a test. Not to mention, that's where you can go to get all your Packers news, Lori, and, yeah. Uh, to get uh, any other pro, pro teams out there too.
1: Very cool. You know, Dave, uh, my, my anchor sponsor, Motor Business Solutions, they're kind of a software engineer company behind the scenes and whatnot, and they put together a digital platform for small businesses they are about ready to reveal. I think I need to get you two guys together because I think there's some synergy going on here. Oddly enough, the name of their company is Synergy World.
6: Okay. So aptly named.
1: Yeah, so Dave, I think we're going to stay in touch with you. Thanks so much for calling into Business Watch. We get another person calling in. Oh my goodness, this is a person running for our political office in the state of California. Lori Davies, how you doing? Running for state assembly. Welcome to Business Watch. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thanks so much for taking time out of your incredible campaign. I mean, you're down to almost the zone, right?
7: We're, we're almost that 30 day out. So, um, you know, we're working hard and it's always nice though, to know when you get to that election day, but even this year, I think once we get to the election day, we're still probably not going to know the results.
1: Lori, I prefer to use the word when you get elected, not (laughs) if, okay? You know, (laughs) you're an incredible lady. I looked at your bio. I mean, past mayor of Laguna Niguel, mover and shaker in a lot of other ways and whatnot. You deserve that seat. Listen, you were listening to Matt Hartman. You were listening to Christine Travato a little bit about Prop 15, the FMLA rollback that the governor just did. Obviously, you're going to be dealing with these issues when you get to Sacramento. Have you got any words of wisdom and whatnot of how we can get at this?
7: Yeah, I, you know what, Lexis, we've got 12 propositions on the ballot and they're they're either going to affect the safety of your family, your pocketbook, or your health. Prop 15 is huge. I'm a small business owner of 20 years. And it's really getting the word out. And obviously you guys have had discussions, but again, bottom line is we have Prop 13 that really protected our homes and our businesses. They're going to be calling this a split row and they're going to split it. And they're going to go ahead and they're going to take um, industrial and commercial buildings and they want to basically tax them at market value than what it was purchased at, that could be a 10% increase in their property taxes. And what a a lot of people don't realize is they kind of pawn it off as, you know, it's time the corporations pay the share, but that's not who's going to be paying it, the consumer is. Uh, Number one, a lot of these uh, property owners, they have something which is like a a lease agreement which will pass through. So property taxes go up, it goes to the person that's leasing. It's not going to the property owner. It's a pass-through amendment. And so it's going to go to the property owner. So, you know, just to bring it down to simple terms, you take your, the grocery store that you go to. I go to Ralph's Grocery Store. um, That property owner will get hit but it'll probably most likely be the contract that Ralphs will get hit. Well the only way they're going to be able to survive they're going to have to go ahead and they can do an easy increase of 10% across the table on on groceries and this will hit everywhere. And so people really have to understand it. And I'll tell you one thing, we've already lost a lot of businesses during COVID. I mean, it's really been tough for them to, to actually stay afloat. This will just kill them. And um, it's, it's one of the worst uh, propositions I've ever seen. Of course, you know, when you look at where the um, the title is, it's, you know, to help communities and help students. And, and that's, no, it's, it's gonna hinder everybody. So I, I've been going around talking to um, uh, neighbors, talking to groups all about the different propositions and especially Prop 15, because this will completely undo anything we've got right now. And let me tell you, if we can get if they get Prop 15 passed, I'll guarantee you they will be after your residential property tax in 2022. And you won't be able to have a business here, afford one, and you won't be able to afford to live here. So people have got to get the message out. No on Prop 15, you know, as I tell people is go ahead, send it to all your friends and family that live in the state. We've got um, we've got a lot of Zooms we're doing on the propositions, but it's all about informing, informing, informing. People have got to know that this is a bad, bad proposition.
1: You know, Laurie, I used to be a consultant for the National Federation of Independent Businesses, and I know you know who that organization is out of Nashville. That's a Republican business think tank. And when I was consulted before, and they had 660,000 members. Now they got 300,000. I mean, they have dropped dramatically. And wow. they did a report in 2015 and they found out they lost 14.2% of all brick and mortar small business community in the United States. Now that was five years ago. Now, now we got COVID-19. What do you think it really looks like right now in California?
7: Well, it doesn't look bright. That's for sure. And a lot of people don't realize that almost 99% of our businesses in California are small businesses. Those are your neighbors. Those are the mom and pop stores. And if we don't have them, uh, most likely they'll be, they'll, they'll leave. So you are already see signs and businesses, you know, closed. I mean, there's some huge um, uh, stores that have closed. It's just going to triple. And so we're not going to have any businesses here. And I'll be honest, it's it's pretty scary because the bottom line is we need these businesses. I can tell you from a city that I live in, um, in Laguna Niguel, you know, our property taxes, that's where we get, you know, the revenue to pay for our safety, our infrastructure. And when your businesses leave, there isn't that. So pretty soon you're going to have to start cutting somewhere. So that's why it's so important that we help our businesses stay afloat. But Prop 15, it's one of the worst, um, worst propositions
1: I've ever seen. You know, Laurie, Governor Newsom just jumped on the Family Medical Leave Act, you know, which, come on, that's a federal piece of legislation. What is he doing messing around, you know, with federal legislation in the state of California? It's been on the book since 1993, and all of a sudden he gets his word of wisdom from somebody up there and says, oh, we need to roll that back to five employees because we need people staying with their kids longer. Come on. You know, this is like a bookend. I mean, between Prop 15 and FMLA, you are going to put small businesses in a vice grip. Let me ask you a question. If you get, you know, when you get to Sacramento, can you get that repealed?
7: So you, you, you certainly can if you want to, but it's just actually getting, right now you get a two-thirds uh, majority of um, of Democrats up there. So they have not been business friendly. They like to pretend they are, but they're not business friendly. So that's really what you need to do. I mean, unfortunately with this state, the only way we get things done is by putting them on the ballot and putting them to the people. However, I truly believe that there are a lot of people up there that are realizing that, you know, if we don't have these businesses, we don't have the economy, we can't pay for the programs that they want. So I believe that's important, especially when you look at this. What's amazing is, like said, it was 50 employees. And bottom line is you don't have to, it's unpaid however they still have to pay for the insurance they have to pay for the edd they have to pay for the workman comp i know being a small business it's expensive to keep that even if you know you're not paying them the salary is probably less than all of that would be and the other thing is when you have five employees we have a small um staff in lagoon we've got a, a 64 people you can't you can't uh, cross train you you know, in order to be able to do something like that, you're going to lose some quality people, and the point is, you don't have a big enough staff to train someone else to be able to take it while they're gone. Not to mention, which is um, amazing, is because you have the um, a federal one. This uh, the federal one is basically will allow you to take 12 weeks off if you um, if you're going to if you're injured, if you're going to help a spouse, or you're going to help um, a child. This one, though, also then allows siblings. So, technically, what they could do is they could take 12 weeks off if they were going to be taking care of their, their wife or their, their child or even themselves. Or, and if they want to take care of a spouse, it could be another 12 weeks. So, a business could even get hit with 24 weeks. And again, and it doesn't have to be. Um, 24 weeks together, it can be by the hour, it can be by the month. So how are you as an employee ever trying to keep good health and actually maintain paying for these services? It, it won't happen.
1: Amazing. You know, we're moving towards the end of the show. Not Matt, Claudia, and Christine out there, have you got any last things you'd like to ask possibly, Lori, before we leave the show here? Oh, my I goodness. We've got three satisfied business That's amazing.
4: Well, Lori actually nailed it right on the head. It's going to really affect all businesses drastically
1: especially yours right
4: yeah or businesses like mine i'm actually large for a uh grooming shop uh the smaller ones are going to really um be affected as well
1: because actually a groomer shortage You know, Laurie, if you'd like to maybe think about before you uh, get to the ballot box for your election, maybe doing a live event and whatnot, I'd be more than happy to come out and donate my time. And if we get small businesses out there, we can light it up and give them the real truth of what's going on between Prop 15 and FMLA. Maybe we can talk about that after the show. Listen, Matt, Claudia, Christine, Laurie, you have been absolutely amazing guests on a show that really needs to be out there as far as what the Sam Hill is going on with small business in America. You know, I'm headed to Washington, D.C. next week. I'm going to be live with Natasha Friedman, who has an IP radio show in the D.C. area that is listened all over the place. So you need to tune in because this, the, that show is going to be the State of the Union of Small Business in America. So we're going to be lighting it up and talk about truth, facts and reality of really what's going on out there, not just in California, but in all 50 states here in the United States. Thank you for turning into Business Buzz today. If you'd like to be a guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us at 877-3 Now Buzz. That's toll-free 877-Number 3-N-O-W-B-U-Z. Or email us at infobusinessbuzz.com. To learn more about the show, visit my show host webpage and our website at Business Buzz. That's spelled B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S-B-U-Z-Z.com. The buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase. Tune in next week as we bring in more guests and resources to make your business from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. We'll see you then and put more buzz in your business.